Welcome to episode 118 of The Space In Between. It's Phoebe here, and we have a beautiful guest, Victoria Hines, joining us in just a moment. She shares a little bit about her story of kind of moving out of the safest, her safe place into what really lights her up. And I enjoyed speaking with her a little bit ago. Since we talked, she talks a lot about Clubhouse. And since we talked, I joined Clubhouse. I'm loving Clubhouse. So uh, I, I'm very grateful for Victoria out there to introduce me to the world of Clubhouse before we, we recorded this. And what else can I say? Couple things happening in Nomadland. We are going to Mexico. Put it on your calendar and come join us November 3rd through the 9th. Amy Susi and I, who's she's also been on this podcast with me before, dear friend and colleague, we are leading a retreat on reclaiming your magic to live the life you desire. And actually, this month, May, we are we're kind of initiating that diving in deep over at our community membership program, where all of our gatherings this month are focusing around that, reclaiming our magic, reclaiming our creativity, living the most creative life that you can imagine for yourself. And we'll offer discussion and tools and and different uh, practices like our movement practices and meditation. That's all happening over at nomadalwaysatome.com. You can find out about our retreat in Mexico for November. You can find out about our community offerings. We'll be all over social media this month talking a little bit more about that so you can meet us in various ways. Go over to nomadalwaysatome.com. You'll find out more over there. And now let's go ahead and sit with Victoria. Okay, I am here with Victoria. Welcome. It's such a pleasure oh, to have you. I'm so you happy here. to be here. Yeah, I, it's such a pleasure to be with you here today. Um, and we just literally connected a few minutes before we we popped on um, for the first time. So I love that. I love to always talk about how we're connected. So we got connected through a Facebook group, correct? The podcast Facebook group? We did. We did. We did. And then I've been tuning into your little podcast since then. Nice. Okay. <laughs> and I listened to yours today. So yeah. So let's just dive into Victoria. Where are you? What's going on in your world right now? Oh, man. There's balance. I think mm. that has been my word for February is okay. figuring out what what is my new balance. So okay. I'm I'm launching a business on top of working a part-time job on top of living through a pandemic which <laughs> for some reason keeps escaping my mind and then right. 2 weeks later I'll realize oh that's, that's the reality we're in right now. So mm-hmm. still that's in a nutshell, sort of where I'm at. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. I mean, I was just thinking that too. We're about to hit a year of of being it during in the midst of the pandemic, but we're still just constantly remembering, right? Um, so, what is your what's your part time job and what's your new business? Tell us about that. Sure. So part-time job is working as a virtual executive assistant, which is doing all the things I'm really, really good at um, and helping other basically entrepreneurs succeed themselves. Um, In the meantime, on the side, I last year launched a coaching business. And for me, 
my background in a nutshell is I am an actor. I was also an arts administrator and I hit burnout in my career. And I knew that the pathway that I was on at the time wasn't necessarily the pathway I felt like I was meant to be on. Mm. And I knew that I needed to pivot and find a new path for myself. And it wasn't until I hired my own coach and put myself in a different space that I realized coaching was something that I was naturally good at Mm. that I really wanted to do. So my business, what I do now is I help creatives pivot in their careers, which is exactly what I did, or I also help them level up. Okay. In ways where they feel like they're playing small, I help them play a little bit bigger. I love it. So let's learn a little bit more about, you know, your path up until then. So you said you were in the arts and in the administrative side, or you were also in the performance or I was in both. Okay. So I was in the theater industry. Like I was in it. That was my entire life. So I was working as an actor, auditioning, hustling, doing what I could on the side and to back up a little bit, I moved to Chicago right out of college, okay. was here a couple years. I was working as a server and bartender, trying to make ends meet. I finally got a part-time job working for a theater company, which was a full-time job. Yeah. And at the same time, I also booked one of the biggest acting gigs I had ever had okay. um, at the same time. So it was this feeling of like, oh my gosh, yes, I made it. Like this is, <laughs> it's smooth sailing from here. Oh. And that project came and went. Mm-hmm. And as well as the full-time job was sort of ramping up. And that was the moment where I was so proud of myself. It was a beautiful moment, but I also finally saw this is what the next 20 years of my life is going to look like. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, my arts administration work, although I was so grateful to be in that room to be in that space in a lot of ways I eventually hit a peak where I wasn't growing anymore Mm. and I was also taking a look around me at that and I was like I don't think I want to be in arts administration long term like this is not this was always meant to be a job to help me pay the bills I didn't want it to be my career yeah yeah I get that completely I don't know if I if you had known but I was also a dancer in New York City for years and did the waiting tables thing and uh i know that moment that moment where you're sitting and watching these you know two possible or maybe three or four or five whatever paths in front of you um so can you speak a little bit more of of what that felt like um you know when you were looking at this and and you know having the burnout as you said what really what did that feel like for you in terms of Were you hopeful? Were you feeling indecisive or overwhelmed? What did that feel like? What I think is really hard was it was so gradual. So I think I just Mm -hmm. went through all the stages until it got to the point where something really had to change. So after, after that really big role, I sort of needed some space. So I I decided for the rest of the year, I was like, I don't want to take acting classes. I've been taking acting classes. I I started searching for new spaces to put myself into. So I started learning how to play the fiddle. Mm -hmm. I joined a mentorship group. And I was trying to get myself out of 
the same spaces and the same cycles I had been in for so long and tried to discover something new. I also started putting more boundaries up because I realized saying yes to any project that was coming my way wasn't actually building me up or helping me grow. Mm -hmm. And I was searching for, I, at the end of the day, I was searching for my next challenge because I wasn't feeling challenged. And I knew I had to start saying no to the things that were going to take too much time, but not actually help me grow. Mm -hmm. And it started out as this sort of exploratory, gradual process of finding these different groups in different rooms. Um, And I do vividly remember with this mentorship group, writing down all these ideas I had of, well, I could write a play, I could launch my own company, I could... Um, also I was interested in fundraising. So I was like, I can work with my friend to help fundraise for an indie film festival. And the funny thing was I did all three of those things, Mm -hmm. but I did them with the safest options first. (laughs) So instead of choosing the option that scared me, that was probably actually drawing me the most. I, I chose to do the safest, easiest thing first. Okay. Which is probably why nothing was sticking. Mm -hmm. And Meanwhile, I was doing all this exploration and my day job working in the arts administration was slowly wearing down on me. So it started with developing coping strategies, like going on walks more often during the day. And I would actually purposefully step away from the office and go meditate in another room if I felt myself really just getting stressed out mentally and not being able to get through the day. So I would go, um, I was looking for space. Um, I also started trying to compartmentalize my work a lot more and make sure it wasn't invading the rest of my life. And for a long time, I didn't understand why I was doing it. And it took me a while to realize, oh, this is, I'm doing the same. I'm doing this because I'm trying to protect my life outside of this. And I Mm -hmm. feel like it's, encroaching on the rest of my life. Interesting. And slowly but surely those coping mechanisms stopped working. Like I just kept using them more and more and more and more. And eventually I hit a point of burnout where I just felt like I was in a pit. And the only way to get out of it was to let everything go walk away and give myself space to be me again. Hmm. Ooh, space to be me again. I love it. Yeah. So what did that journey, what does that journey look like and who did you discover? Yeah. So that journey was terrifying because for me, I, I decided to leave this secure, seemingly secure, stable position, the thing society tells us that we want and need. And I decided to basically place a bet on myself and take a risk with, you're going to step away from this and you're going to actually launch a company and start doing the things you want to be doing. And The second I made that decision, which was very, very tough, I actually, the weeks leading up to that decision, I remember 
I wasn't sleeping. I was going through shame spirals. I was, um, I remember reaching back out to my therapist again, thinking I needed to go back into therapy (laughs) and emailing her the next day in panic, realizing, oh, I don't actually need therapy. I know the answer. Hmm. I'm just seeking validation from everybody else except for myself. Yeah. And for me, finding myself again meant giving myself space to heal. Hmm. So that was the first couple months of do not overschedule yourself. I'm an overscheduler. I'm a perfectionist. So <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah. keep the schedule open. And start doing the things you enjoy to do a little bit more. Um, And slowly but surely, I started finding my way back to myself. And it's still a journey. It's still a process. But um, And the imposter syndrome, the resistance still pops Mm -hmm. up a lot. But I'm slowly starting to realize that those voices are a good thing because it means I'm doing something that's scary and it means I'm doing something that's going to challenge me and help me grow. I love it. Yeah. I love that you were, you're kind of creating that space, as you just said, for, for things that brought you joy. And were you realizing in that space where you were in the burnout that you didn't, you didn't even know, did you have to kind of rediscover what brought you joy again? Or did you know and you just thought, oh, I just need to pull this out? Or had you even just forgotten what brought you joy? I think I knew. But for me, I'm also a people pleaser. And so those tendencies can get triggered very, very easily. And I, I will also be the person who's going to try and save the ship. So I'm, I'm a very dedicated, loyal person, and I will do everything I can to help everybody else and put everybody else before myself. Oh, we're a mirror so, right now. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. know exactly that feeling. <laughs> yeah. And so even though I know the things that I enjoy, I know the things that I need, those things will be scheduled into my time last. Yeah. Yeah. So what were some of the things that you filled up your cup with then that brought you joy or that brings you joy? Oh my gosh. I mean, some of it was so simple, such as sleeping until eight o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. I'm not a morning person. And for me, being able to wake up at eight and slowly ease into my day was is something I desire in my life like that's the life that I want to create for myself um giving myself full days of unscheduled free time Mm -hmm. and I think also just saying yes to how I wanted to grow in my own career and as a person instead of feeling like I think something that happens when we work for companies or work for other people is sometimes we we do sacrifice our wants and needs we feel like we have to in order to fit the mold of what this company or what this group of people needs from us and 
it took a lot of bravery to say, no, I can't, I can't be that person. That's not who I want to be. Yeah. Uh, I love that you just said that because I'm kind of in the midst of, of me being a company owner of, of making sure that everybody is always feeling that they can be themselves in that rate, that they're bringing themselves to the table and that they can thrive within it, whether they have, you know, their own business that they're going, they're building on the side, you know, kind of what you were doing before. And, and so that they can feel that this is a support system for that as well and enhancement as well. And I do, because I've been on the other side of what you're saying of, of not feeling like you can be yourself within the context of the business or the company. Um, and I also just love what you're speaking to about joy. Like when we think of, well, I think sometimes, and I just wrote an article about this too, about choosing joy. And I think we have this idea about, you know, joy is like this big grand thing where it's like going and doing these things. But you just said, I want to sleep fit until 8 a.m. <laughs> yep. You know, I you're making this lifestyle choice just to have a lazy morning. And it's not even lazy. It's just because I'm the same way. I now don't book anything until at least 10 in the morning because I like the same thing. I like to wake up and I like to do my practice uh, and, you know, write in my journal. I like unstructured time, too. So... I completely understand. I completely relate to that. And I think it's a really beautiful reminder for anyone listening to that joy doesn't have to be this big extravagant event Mm -mm. to go to, right? It's right here. They're just those little choices that you made, uh, that you make or consciously making every day. That's so wonderful. It's the little things that we forget to put back into our lives and even going on a walk or making sure I prioritize going outside, which it's the dead of winter here in Chicago. So (laughs) I can't say it's the most enjoyable walk, but there is still something about it. That's a breath of fresh air. Oh, it's probably a breath of fresh, like very cold (laughs) air and right in your lungs. Right. It is. I, well, I have a mask on, so that's true. (laughs) surprisingly those those make uh, cold air a lot a lot nicer I know I've thought that too walking around like oh actually I'm really glad I have this on right now <laughs> Keep you yeah oh I love it um and so it sounds like you have done such a beautiful um, work and in this inner journey of yours and it sounds somewhat recent um it sounds like it's still unfolding for you in a beautiful way and and now you have moved have you moved full time into your coaching? Are you still, you said, sorry, I forgot timeline. Are you still doing your part-time? Okay. It is still, it's still um, your balance. Oh, it's yeah, still, still, still part time, but I'm not yeah. doing it on top of another full time job. Okay. So I'm juggling the multiple part time yeah. initiatives. That's right. February is balance. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, so, indeed. Uh, how are, so, is there anything else in terms of this balance that you're finding for yourself? It sounds like you're doing a really beautiful job, but is there anything else that you're discovering? Oh, I think being very conscious of slipping into old patterns and behaviors. Yeah. And I don't have it all figured out, but what's beautiful <laughs> is I'm starting to recognize when I'm going into those old places again. Mm -hmm. So even though I don't know how to prevent that or stop that, it's even just being able to note, 
oh wait, this is starting to feel like where you were at a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. This is starting to feel forced. There's starting to feel like there's a lot of pressure behind this. And taking a step back and reevaluating, is there another way? Which there always is. Yep. <laughs> there always is another way. And coming back to myself and asking myself, like, is there another way to do something very similar, do the same thing that is more aligned to me and is going to actually fill me back up again? Yes. And, you know, I know you said you, you, and I saw this on your website too, that you're a perfectionist. And I think we do feel, have this, and I think I'm a recovering perfectionist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it, 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 it's still, we get at that idea of, oh, I have to have it figured out. But I think the best teachers and the best coaches out there are the people who are in the midst of it, right? Maybe just a couple of steps ahead of who they're teaching or coaching or, or mentoring in a sense, because you're in it. It's fresh. It's like, oh, I was dealing, dealing with this last week. Here, let me share, share a tool with you. Yeah. So absolutely. And yeah, (laughs) go ahead. (laughs) No, I think there might be a delay. (laughs) Might be a little bit. So I'm so sorry. That's okay. So I was just, I was kind of wondering because now we're talking about what you're doing and I'm wondering who it's, I, we know that you're an artist, a re artist, you have that background. And so who are you, who are you teaching right now? Who are you coaching? Is this the population you're working with? So I work with creatives from all different backgrounds and different places um, because how I, how I like to phrase it, and this is something that's very important to me, is I'm not necessarily the coach that's going to help you with your craft. I am here to help you find a balance with your life. Mm-hmm. Whether that means pivoting, whether that means integrating new processes that are going to start taking you towards your bigger goals. And I think for me, this is the piece that is missing in most creative industries, especially in training programs and colleges, is the business side, the life side, oh gosh, the yes. how do you build a sustainable life as a creative? Um, because it's hard. It's, it's very, very difficult. Yeah. And so something that's very, very important to me, and these are the conversations I'm starting to have, and what's interesting is these spaces are starting to open up but they haven't really existed before is how do you live a holistic life as a creative how do you balance the finances and making art how do you create in a way that feels good for you and what do you need to protect like what's a hobby for you that you actually need to protect and not turn into work I know exactly what you mean there. <laughs> I I listened to I listened to one of your podcasts today and you were speaking to this. I was one of your solo podcasts and what that last what you just said about keeping it for yourself and not turning it into a career. I am so guilty of that. Uh, because I think as an artist we're so passionate, right? So it's mm-hmm. it's hard to just have this casual hobby. Uh, and then yes. just, oh, I want to do it all the time. Mm-hmm. So 
What do you, do you feel like you found something? Um, I mean, I find that I, I love what I do here genuinely. And I do, I still kind of play with what I do a lot of is I go back to what I used to do in terms of dance. And even though mm-hmm. I'm teaching a movement practice now, um, it's not what I'm doing privately for myself. You know, I still have that. That's still myself. And I kind of play with this idea. Like even today I was rolling on the floor and thinking, oh, do I need to do this as a social media post to show my practice? And I was like, <laughs> nope, nope. You're nope. going to roll around and look ugly and be fine and your hair's crazy and you're in your pajamas. It's all good. Nobody needs to see that. So, um, but no, I th- it, it is something that I, I am challenged with because I love so much whatever I do, whether it's teaching or writing or, you know, teaching yoga um, or having these podcasts, right? Uh, I'm just a very passionate person and I, I can tell from you, you are as well. And it's finding that balance. So um, what I'm curious, not to necessarily coach me, but what do you, what kind of... <laughs> What kind of um, what kind of conversation do you have with your your clients when they're having a hard time sure. with that balance? So something I often talk about is following your passions is great and valid, and I think knowing what your interests are and finding a way that your interests play into your career is important. However. It is not the end all be all and not every passion is meant to be a career. Mm. And I think more so than passion, you have to start identifying what energizes you, Mm. which often has more so to do with your strengths and what things give you a state of flow. And the reality of work, anything that becomes work is there are always going to be pieces of it that you have to do that are not your strengths that you don't enjoy doing. But I think the ultimate goal is how can you start building towards a career where more and more of your day is filled with things that energize you? Mm -hmm. Because if you were going through an entire work day and nothing that you do fills you back up again, that's a problem. And that's, that's what leads to burnout. Yeah. is because there is nothing along the journey that is filling your soul back up again. Yeah. And for instance, I had a really long work day yesterday and I did a ton of activities that I did not want to be doing. I think I also had an emotional breakdown and called my mom at some point, to be perfectly <laughs> honest. But I ended up hosting a room on Clubhouse last night Mm, oh yeah, about creative career that. burnout. Yeah, and I've been hosting it every Thursday at seven PM with two amazing co-moderators. And this was a conversation I realized is not taking place in a public space. And I wanted to make sure that there was a space out there where creatives could come to to hear that they were not alone. Because mm-hmm. I think we oftentimes think that we're the only one experiences experiencing it, and there's a lot of shame and fear of failure of sort of wondering, well, everybody else is hustling. Everybody else loves what they do and they're not burned out. So why, why should I, I'm lucky. I'm the lucky one. I get to do what I love to do. And so why am I burned out? And the reality is, is it happens to everybody. Yeah. And 
Oh, my whole point of going on to that tangent, though, was I hosted the space last night. The room turned into a two-hour conversation. And even though it was late, even though I had a long day, I was filled with so much energy after that. And like, those are the reminders of, okay, even if you're drained before you go into it, knowing those things that you do that will fill you back up again once you get to the end. Yeah. Those are the things you have to make sure you're adding into your career and adding into your life. Yes, I love it. Uh, yeah, so wait, tell me about Clubhouse a bit more because this is, <laughs> I keep hearing all the little murmurs about it and I just got an invite. I haven't dove into it, but share. What is this? Yes, so I'll be perfectly upfront. Yeah. Social media is something as a business owner and as a human being, yeah. I've really struggled with. Mm-hmm. And it is normally not something that gives me energy. There are a lot of people out there who yeah. feed like social media feeds them back up again. Yeah. That's not me. No. And something I was discovering in my business was I was trying to implement a lot of social media strategies that were completely draining me by the end of the week. Mm. And then Clubhouse came along. And my first reaction was absolutely not. I don't want to join another social media app. This is a terrible (laughs) idea. But then I hopped on it and I realized that this was an app that facilitates meaningful and personal conversations. There's no video. So the video fatigue is gone. You can honestly be walk going on a walk, listening in, um, or laying on your bed or drinking a glass of wine. Like there's no, it takes away the need to feel like you're performing. Okay. And the beauty of it is you show up and you can have all of these really authentic, wonderful conversations with people you never would have met in the real world. Yeah. That's so interesting. Cause I, I am actually a little bit the opposite. I mean, because when we went into the pandemic, I was really just like, oh no, everything's online. I love being in person with people and feed off that energy. Mm -hmm. And then I was pleasantly surprised with us moving into Zoom land as you and I are right now, because I could, we could still have this connection of seeing each other's faces and the, you know, having that interaction. So I'm really interested that, and curious to know how you just said, like, you don't feel like you have to perform, but you could just hear their voices. That's just, for me, I was like, oh, I'd want to see their face. But I get what you're saying. <laughs> I get what you're saying about the performance piece. Like, oh, my, like, oh, my hair or my lip, did I put my lipstick mm-hmm. on or whatever? And like putting that, you know, business on top and pajamas on the bottom or yoga pants on the bottom. Um, so I can, I can get that aspect of what you're saying. Uh, so I'm going to have to check it out, but, and I'll have to come to one of your, your clubhouse talks. So, yeah, so this is, yes. a, yeah, so this Definitely. is, this is a series that you're doing. You said every Thursday night, can you talk more about it? Mm-hmm. So it's a room called creative career burnout and okay. what to do next. It's every night at 7 p.m. Central Time, um, and it's me. I have two lovely co-moderators right now, Haley and Laura, um, although that might switch out week to week. Okay. And 
Um, it's a, it starts at 7 PM and I let the conversation go as long as I can moderate it, um, which about two hours is my max, um, or as long as people are wanting to have a conversation. The easiest way, unfortunately, Clubhouse does not have an easy way for you to search for rooms titles as of right now. So the easiest way to find out when it's happening is to um, follow me on Clubhouse, which I'm just at Victoria Hines. So my name. Okay. And so because I have not been there yet. So are you so when people come into your room, Mm -hmm. it sounds like they're they're also having this conversation. So because at first I was thinking maybe it was like a podcast, like what we're having right now, our conversation, but people are actually joining in on the conversation. Yes. So my format for this room is to essentially people can choose to raise their hands. So I invite them up to the audience to speak and we kind of go through one by one. So we try to give everybody their, their moment to shine. And I invite them to either answer a prompt about creative career burnout, share their story, or you, there are also people who are in the middle of it and have had a really, really rough day. Mm. And so sometimes they'll also talk about where they're at, at that current moment in time. Okay. Mm -hmm. I like it. Interesting. I have to check it out. And like I said, I'll come visit your, your room. Um, I'd love that. Cool. And so is that where most of your conversations happening right now? Or what else are you doing in terms of being you, Victoria Hines? (laughs) So most of my conversations, so I've I've moved my life over to pretty much I exist on Instagram and Clubhouse. Yeah. So if you want to join the conversation, um, get extra content um, from me, those are two really great places. Yeah. And the other place that I'm living is I'm also starting to write more blog articles about creatives and experiencing burnout, um, as well as hosting some live workshops as well with people. Okay. That's so cool. I love it. Uh, what else? Well, so what else is happening in in your world in terms of this balance? Like, where do you see yourself? You're, You're, it sounds like you're very present right now in your experience, but where is it that you want to go? Where, where are you envisioning for yourself? Sure. So, There's short term and there's long term. And what's beautiful about launching this business is I, I suddenly have some pretty lofty, big long term dreams of where this could go. And starting off coaching people one on one or in a group program. Um, So I do mostly one-on-one coaching with individual creatives, or I also have Find Your Path, which is a group coaching program, which helps creatives pivot into something new. So I have a wait list for that. But my big, big, big dream and where I see this growing to is starting to collaborate with other people and join forces and create go-to places and resources for creatives to have some support in building a more sustainable life for themselves. And right now, what I think that means is having financial resource access not so much the funds, but having advisors, mm-hmm. having people who can help them navigate what does it mean to have all of this school debt and how do I start paying mm-hmm. this off? Yeah. Um, 
having access to coaches like me or life coaches, I think therapy is a very big part of it, which is very different than coaching. Therapy is more so um, licensed to work through mental health and trauma, as well as I think something that is not taught is how do you how do you run a business as a creative? And I know, especially coming from the performance background, as well as a lot of other creative fields, is oftentimes so many training programs, a lot of different places focus on craft, but they leave out all of the other pieces that are essentially how you make money and how you build a career as a creative. And I think more and more creatives need to know, like, you need to know how to be an entrepreneur. If you're a freelance or gig artist, you are in essence an entrepreneur. It's so true. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, I came from the dance and then into the yoga world. And I have somebody on my team who's also, she's a bit younger. She's a lot younger than me, but she's also was a dancer and now transitioning into this. And, you know, we were just joking about how, um, yeah, it's pretty much the same thing. You know, there's so many yes. people out there who don't know what they're doing in terms of making money. Um, but then also what it, there's a disservice in our, in these communities because there's, there's so many of us. And if, mm-hmm. if we aren't getting hired, you know, for what we think we're, we deserve, there's always going to be somebody else who will do it for free or for less. And yep. so it just perpetuates this you know, basically not, not feeling worthy for yourself, but then also is, is very much for our community. It's doing a service to our community of, of worthiness, you know? So, and I think you were speaking a little bit to that on the podcast I was listening to this, this, uh, this morning. So yeah, what I, I'm really curious to know more about what you think, you know, where do you envision that for us? You know, you said having the advisors, the financial advisors, but, and, and having the coaches, but um, is there any idea on how you want to move forward as a community mm-hmm. to support that? I think part of it is starting to have open and honest conversations, um, especially about burnout and holistic career building. Yeah. Um, I think being also more upfront and honest about what these pathways look like. And I think the other piece of it is starting to ask younger creatives the right questions Mm -hmm. so that they know a lot more what pathway they want to be going down. Um, and I think that's something that's come up in my, my pivot groups and like with the find your path program is oftentimes these creative dreams we have, we've had for a very, from a very, very young age. Um, but what happens is, and this is something that happened to me was, and perpetuated because I'm a perfectionist, but I was sort of told this is how you succeed as an actor. And these are the steps that you take. And in hindsight, what I should have been looking at when I was graduating college and when I was really young was taking a look at my past and recognizing, wait, what are the projects I actually enjoyed? 
what are the things that I'm good at? What are my strengths? Which I will also say your strengths are very, very much so transferable. And I think there's like this daunting feeling of unqualification Mm -hmm. to step into any other avenue outside of the arts. But the reality is your strengths are very, very much so transferable. And so letting that fear go, letting the fear go that you're never going to get to be creative again if you don't follow this one particular path, which is a very, very valid fear, but it is not, I get to be an artist or I'm going to have to work as an accountant (laughs) in an office filing papers. Like it, it is not the world that we live in, especially with the internet, especially the direction that our society is moving in, we do not live in that black and white world anymore. Yeah. And it's just so funny that you say this, you know, uh, that in terms of being an actor or, or a dancer or any sort of creative avenue, there is this still a box that we're, we have to be in. And when you think, oh, that's why I had, that's why I decided to leave because I never wanted to be in a box as a child. (laughs) I always wanted to be outside the box dancing. And then it was, it was sort of, okay, let's get in this box and take the path of, of, you know, do X, Y, and Z to be a successful dancer. So that's such a good point, right? That it's not black and white anymore. Thank you for that reminder especially for people who are out there, you know, who aren't sure um, in terms of are they doing it right or wrong, right? So I love that. It sounds like you're doing the best you can. Yeah. And it sounds like these are the conversations you're having having at um, the clubhouse and Instagram and your coaching. That's so, so good. Well, mm-hmm. any anything else that you have to share for the community out there? And this is, as you know, called the space in between. Mm-hmm. And we've been talking about sort of the space in between um, for creative specifically. But do you have any other words of advice from your, your spaces of in between? I think my advice would be it's okay to let go of an old dream if it's no longer working for you, Mm -hmm. it's okay to not know what's next and to live in that uncomfort. Be brave enough to dream again because it doesn't, you are not destined, it's not destined to never work out for you. I think oftentimes there's trauma or especially with the pandemic, things that happen that sometimes rip those dreams away from us. Mm -hmm. And we have to nurture ourselves back to a place where we feel like we can dream again. And then once you've dreamed enough and you're excited by something, don't be afraid to start taking action. And that's going to be the scariest part of all Mm -hmm. is jumping into the thick of it. And it's hard. And don't be afraid to ask for help. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Yes. I'm learning that right now. That's why I highlight that. <laughs> if, we were, if we had this, a transcript, I would highlight that. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. I think that's been the biggest lesson as an entrepreneur is focus on the very next problem. Try not to go too far ahead and then yeah. 
figure out who can help you. Yeah. I love it. Oh, Victoria, this is such a, such a gift to have you here. And I look thank forward, you, Phoebe. Yeah. And I look forward to connecting with you in other ways too, and maybe even collaborate in some way. That would be, I would awesome. love that. Yeah. Get our creative juices flowing. We'll, we'll talk about that. Um, and so can you remind everybody where you are? How can we find you be spend time with you? Absolutely. So the easiest places to interact with me are on Clubhouse at Victoria Hines, as well as Instagram. Feel free to send me a DM. I do check those. So I'm at the Victoria Hines, so T-H-E Victoria Hines. I like it. And my website, if you want to learn more about my offerings and what I'm putting out into the world, is www.victoriahines.com. I love it. The Victoria Hines. Yes. Somebody else took my, took my name. So you're the real one. (laughs) (laughs) That's so great. Well, thank you so much for being here. It's been such a pleasure and I love learning about your journey and how you're really, really embodying your, your change and, and helping others make, make that leap. So being the, thank you, Phoebe. Yeah. Yeah. For hosting this space. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed our time with Victoria. I certainly did. And I am going to go hang out with her over at Clubhouse now. <laughs> I hope you go and find her too and find her at all of her platforms that she shared. And there'll be links here in our notes. And if this If this episode resonated with you, leave us a review and share how is this making an impact on your life. And if there's somebody out there that you think that it would connect with and they need to hear this, go ahead and share it. Share the love, spread the love. We would greatly appreciate it. And that also reminds me, we have a new affiliate program as part of our membership community. So if you love what we offer at Nomadland, our different services, why not make a little bit of money? We have a 15% commission with your own affiliate link. If you just share any of our programs that we offer, we have yoga programs, personal transformation programs. We, we have lots going on over there as well as our community membership. So if you join and you want your friends to come, you get to make a little money while doing it. So would love to see you and also just connect with you more intimately there. See your face, hear your voice, see how you, what you need here to work through your own spaces in between. I would love to be here to be able to help you through that. So Thank you for being here and we will see you all soon. Have a beautiful day.